The greatest thing people in the world should say of the church and say of you and me, those are compassionate people. How, how we treat those that God loves, which is his children, it's the best way that we love God. So 2019, how are we gonna do this? How is this gonna be displayed? people in the world should say of the church and say of you and me, those are compassionate people. Amen. Great year. Wherever you're joining us today from the Appleton campus, the Brookfield campus, Germantown campus, Milwaukee campus, online campus, welcome. We're glad that you're here. We're celebrating the fact that in 2019, uh, your generosity above and beyond uh, tithe and just giving to missions around the corner, around the world, exceeded a million dollars. I don't know how many of you have been a part of a church that have done that before. I never have. This has been a dream of mine for a long, long, long time to be able to do this and to be a part of this. And I believe 2019 is just the beginning of what God's going to do even greater, no pun intended, in 2020, 2021, and beyond. So uh, it's, it's good to see you today. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. I just want to take a few minutes and just, just say thank you. Thank you um, this weekend. Just want to just say thank you for your generosity. I'm not taking a special offering today. Everybody just relax. Uh, just thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your kindness. You know, it, at, at Life Church, we believe that, that tithe is active obedience. This is what God's word says in Malachi chapter 3, verses, verse 10, verse 11, verse 12, that if we will try God, test God in this, and the bringing of the tithe, that he will open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing upon us so great we don't have room enough to contain it, bless the work of our hands, and bless us in such a way that really it's a witness and testimony of who he is. And then beyond that is about generosity. Generosity is that offering beyond that that says, you know what, God has been so good to me, I just want to do something above and beyond. And so about four years ago, we started what we call Greater, which is the initiative there about missions and, well, it's all the things, I won't go into all that, but it's the, the big piece is, is missions and, and developing campuses and developing outreaches that are really reaching people. It's about facilitating, fueling life change around the corner, around the world. And again, you have just responded with such generosity. I just want to just say thank you. And in the book that you received or that you, that you have on the seat uh, where you are today, it talks about what we're going to do in 2020. And so that's going to be, that's just a, you can take this home. If I get boring today, you're, you're feel free to read through this. There's stories, there's articles, there's all the projects I'm going to talk about and so much more. There's so many projects I do not have all the time to talk about everything that, that we're going to be doing. But this is just something for you to have. Uh, pray over, read over every 
every missionary you support, every project that we've got on the books that we're, that we're doing, every initiative that's happening, this is all right here. And the goal is to, is to give $1.3 million this year uh, to greater and $1.3 million to missions. And so, so that, that's, that's, that's where we're headed. And again, I like to say, if you don't believe it's going to happen, just get a, you know, get a bag of Funyuns and a Diet Coke and just watch it happen because it's going to happen. Amen. Oh, that's good. I like that. So let me, let me highlight a couple of projects in 2020 that I want to make you aware of. One is Poland. Back last summer, I was invited uh, to go to, uh, to Poland. And while I was in Warsaw and I was preaching, I was, I was amazed at the youth culture that's there. It was reminding me, I'm a kid of the 80s. And so I graduated high school in 1990. I was in middle school and high school in the 80s. And so it just really reminded me of of like that whole, just a ton of young adults and, and we're just all over the city. And, uh, and I began, and, and the church I preached in that weekend was very vibrant, was very young. Very, there was a coffee shop that they had built. It was a storefront, kind of a very obscure, kind of a local corner, but, but they, had, they had built this little coffee shop and then and the service, everything was, uh, it was in Polish, so I didn't understand the language uh, per se until it was translated for me, but, but the host, the same vibe as what like Life Church is. And so come to find out, this is pretty consistent for how the church is because the church is so young and so vibrant. And so the, the, uh, the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God for the nation of Poland invited us to come and be a part uh, if we wanted to come and do something. And so I was like, yeah, let's, let's see what that looks like. So I contacted Heath Adamson, who uh, used to be the national youth director for the Assemblies of God, now works for international uh, uh, operations for Convoy. And Keith is just, excuse me, Heath is just very smart. And he said, yeah, he said, I was just there. I just met with the superintendent, just did a deal for youth and young adults. And uh, let's just do an outreach. Let's find out where they want to do an outreach and let's do an outreach. And so would Life Church be willing to pay for the outreach. And, and to which I said, yeah. And then I want to know how much it's going to cost me, right? So it's about $30,000 is what it cost to be able to, to do an outreach, a Convoy of Hope out, outreach, which is partnered with a church plant there. So what happens is, is basically it's, it's all the setup and all the work that makes it happen. And, 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 and then it's the tents and it's the, uh, all the, the fun stuff for the kids. It's health screenings uh, for, for, for the entire family. It's food distribution. It's, um, it's, it's haircuts. Uh, many times they, they do family photo, photographs. There's a photo booth because most of these, most people we find, especially that are dealing with, um, you just have money to spend on a photograph. Like to have a nice family uh, photograph by a professional photographer where it's all put together in a frame and everything. And that's just part of the gift. It's just all kinds of just kindness, just literally being kind. Jesus was skin on and loving people, just serving them food, uh, uh, food and, and, and shoes on kids' feet and, and all of this, just doing all of this to serve in this particular uh, pretty, pretty, pretty rough area. And so, and then, and then a church comes out of that. So it's partnered with, hey, all this kindness, why don't you join us? We'd love to have you be a part, so forth and so on. So in June, it's actually, it's actually on this, the card that's inside the booklet, the book that you received, this greater card. Uh, if you're interested, it's actually one of the, of the six trips that are listed. So LA, New York, there's two for Poland, Budapest, and Vietnam. So there's a youth trip that I would encourage you, if you have high school kids, 
moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, send them. If you don't have any kids that, that can go because they're too young or too old and you wanna send someone, let us know. We will put together a sponsorship and we'll have that student work for that money, amen? We don't have any snowflakes around here. They'll work for it, but, but it'll be an opportunity for them to be able to go and do, but we're going. And so, um, so we're, we're, we're going and we're taking a trip. And so there'll be an adult trip that will be parlayed with youth trip. Now, let me help you understand this. These are questions that people ask. So the youth trip, now they're probably going to sleep on the ground. I mean, not, not on the ground, but it's going to be rough, right? Because you don't want it to be too nice. Amen. Can I get a witness? We, we're, right, we don't, right? So not too nice, right? So they'll, they'll, it'll be safe, but rugged. Adults, it won't be rugged. Can I just tell you? Make sure you got good food, nice bed, everything's taken care of, hot shower, the whole deal. We're, we're, we're going to do that. We're, we're going to give you the best. Now the best may be like a half star in that town that we're in, but we're going to get you that half star. Amen. And if it's four star, five star, then we'll do that. But 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 we're gonna. But it's gonna be a great time. So I would encourage you uh, to go and to be a part. We'll fly into Warsaw. We'll be working there and then kind of going from there. So again, just an opportunity happening this summer. But as you're giving, even if you can't go, as you're giving, you're gonna help reach a nation, and we're gonna partner with 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 the national movement there in the country of Poland. Moving right along, Fire Bible. We'll talk about this just for a minute. Fire Bible is. Um, something that we love. So about $10, $10 US dollars basically pays for a copy of a fire Bible. And uh, so we were asked about two years ago if we would be willing to last year pay for the translation for the North Korean full life study Bible, which is the fire Bible, to which we said yes. And in my own ignorance, I asked, I said, well, isn't the North Korean language the same as the South, South Korean language? And I'm like, no, the dialects and there's changes and differences in language in order to confuse and to separate the North Koreans from South Koreans, which is a whole other conversation for another day. And I don't know a ton about all the intricacies, just know it's, it's a different language. So therefore, there's not a, a Bible and this is all part of it, trying to get a Bible in the heart languages of everyone in the world and, and a study Bible at that. Because most of the time, the pastors that are pastoring churches and many times in what, what this would be a communist country and or a remote part of the world, there's not a, there's a close, um, there's a close, close kind of connection, but it's completely different than uh, than, um, than the heart language that they would speak, different dialect, di and sometimes different words have completely different meanings. Long story short, we said yes, you gave, it's all paid for. This year, we're working on the distribution part of it. And so there's a, there's a possibility at this point where it's still somewhat tentative, especially with everything that's happening in Asia right now, uh, but trying to work together for a, a trip uh, to be able to actually kind of commission this and do this. We can't go into North Korea that would be really stinking cool if we could. We can't go into North Korea and distribute these because, again, it's, it's a communist country. It's, they, there is no, the, the God is dead and, and, and the dictator is alive and this is how this works. What we do know through ways that I can't explain to you here that we, we can get these in. And so we have to kind of trust the system, which in my opinion is really cool. Because every time I've ever been in a situation where I've been in a service or I've been on the ground, when the walls of communism or whatever was holding the gospel out, when the walls came down and the missionaries were able to go back or, we, or the church was able to go in, what we found is that the church was alive and vibrant because prosperity is what will kill the church. Persecution will make a church grow and grow and grow to epidemic proportions. 
So back in the 80s when the Iron Curtain fell and when with Reagan and Gorbachev and all of that, when we got into areas of communist Russia, what we found is the church was growing and the church was, was, was underground, but the believers were staunch. The stories were unbelievable and horrific in some deals. But what we found too is that they had taken Bibles that they had and they literally separated all 66 books of the Bible and they were passing them around in various communities of believers. And so this season we get, we get the book of Mark. And so there's one copy, one basically ripped out of a Bible for the book of Mark because the Bibles were all confiscated and, and there's the book of Mark that's there. And so we're going to have one copy. So if you want to read the book of Mark, you come to the church and you can stand in line and you can read it. And, and if you want to, and, and, and there were, there were then individual handwritten copies that they were trans, that they were transcribing themselves. It blows me away because I know how many Bibles I've got just in my office alone. And so again, we're partnering with Fire Bible to see this, this Bible, God's Word, a full life study Bible in North Korea. Only eternity will reveal, but the doors are opening, things are beginning to change. That's going to happen this year. Amen. And so that's an exciting thing to be a part of. Uh, the, the next thing I want to kind of hit on is Life Center. So Life Center is something that, that we are passionate about here, the, the city of Milwaukee, uh, here at Life Church. And so we, we, over the last two years, have kind of been on a journey of, of, of basically saying we want to go here. And then God opened the, opened the door for and gave us a facility at 56th and Burleigh. There was a congregation, a small congregation, about 20 or 30 people that was attached to it. And so we knew we had to take care of that. And so God blessed us with, with Pastor Robert and Latrice Bell, who are just doing an amazing job. And in uh, the, uh, the, yeah, amen. Give, them a, give it up for Pastor Robert and Latrice. Great job. Great job. And so that's happening. And so then, then it's the whole process of what do we do in the city? How do we serve? And again, we, you talk to six different people in, in six different areas of leadership in the city, and they'll tell you six different things. And one person will tell you, don't tell you what the other person, what the other person just told you to do, don't do. So it's just like, I, 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 you know, it's just like one of those, turn out in a yo-yo. So we just began to, to unpack this. And so what, one of the things that we knew we had to do was the facility there. And so we had, we, had to, we had to do that and take care of that. And so we've been working in that last year. We, we talked to you about that. This is what we want to be able to do. And we'll do after-school programs and feeding programs and some, some adult education initiatives and a food pantry and so forth and so on. So over the past year, this is what we've been doing. First was we, the, we had to deal with the architectural side of it. So we got down with our architects and said, okay, the same people that did the Germantown location, here's what we want to do, here's what's here. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the economy is booming. And so literally uh, the projects, we have projects on every campus, all four campuses, and they're lined up because the architects cannot get to all of them at once. They've got so much workload. They probably wouldn't have taken us on, but we are an existing client. And so that's the reason why they did. And so we're no problem, we'll work with them because they did such a phenomenal job for us at Germantown. And they just do, they do all the collectivos in the city. Uh, they did the Iron Horse Hotel downtown uh, and uh, Harley-Davidson Museum, different things like that. Just, they just do a phenomenal job. And so we, we want to work with them and do that. And so we're kind of working through. They come back with everything we wanted to do at, at $1.3 million. 
Well, we have an $800,000 budget max. If you know anything about construction, you have to kind of, you can only value engineer about 20% down or you start going, oh, we no longer have restrooms. You want heating and cooling? Well, that's gone, right? I mean, it's just like you, you literally lob off parts of the building. So we had to kind of go back and punt and look to see what we could do. Uh, and so good news is, is that we've been able to, to work through and to be able to get everything exactly where, where it needs to be, but we've had to work through that, that piece of it. And so I was just an architectural meeting this past week and got to see some samples and some colors and some things that they want to do. The bathrooms, my wife was like, I just want to make sure there's a chandelier in the ladies' bathroom. That's kind of like the staple thing. And if you haven't been to the Germantown campus to see that, you'll know what I'm talking about. Amen. Guys, there's going to be like a hole in the ground. That's it. That's all it is. It's like state fair. Amen. So uh, working on that, right? So uh, funding. Well, the other thing is, is that one thing we found is that we were interacting with, with companies, started uh, to just figure out, you know, could we get corporate funding? Not so much government funding, but non-government funding from trust and from foundations and from corporations that want to do philanthropic opportunities and giving in the city of Milwaukee. Great people. Here's what we found. They're, they will give to a non-religious, non-church 501c3. They will not give to a church or to a religious 501c3. So Life Church is a religious 501c3, not-for-profit. So we've had to go through the process of getting a non-religious 501c3 just for Life Center, which is great and fine. And, um, and let me share this with you. So because some of you are work for companies and corporations in the area, just had somebody uh, communicate, uh, tell, tell us this week that, that because we've got this 501c3 for Life Center that's non-religious, they submitted that to the company that they work for. The company they work for will match funds. So they match dollar for dollar so much. Maybe the place that you work will do that. There's a lot of places that do. They won't do that for a church because of the religious aspects of it, but for a non-religious 501c3, they will. So they applied and they got it. And so, so there are thousands of free dollars that are coming to the Life Center this year through this person's matched contribution that the company will actually pay. And so that's what we've been in the, in, in, in the queue working with. And if you've done any kind of government paperwork, it's, it's kind of crazy. So I've so been doing that. And, and last but not least is leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So we knew that, that on, the, on the life church part of it, the campus part, we had great leadership with Robert and Latrice Bell. But we knew we needed leadership for the life center part of it. And, and so Pastor Robert, as awesome and amazing as he is, he, he, he's not Jesus. He's not omnipresent. He can't be at all places at all times. I don't care what Latrice says. He can't be everywhere. And so, so we needed to have a leader. So I'm so happy to announce to you, and matter of fact, we got a video to show you of, as of January 1, brand new directors for Life Center, Tyler and Lydia Herring. So check out this video. So my name is Tyler Herring, this is my wife. I'm Lydia. Yeah, and so we're coming in as the new directors of Life Center Milwaukee. Most recently, we are coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, that's where we met as a couple, um, fell in love, you know, and we kind of dove into ministry together. Yeah, we're really excited just to get to know the community and the people and make relationships and see what people need. I think the heart behind our ministry is, you know, to go into the schools in the area and to find out what the kids need, be it an after school program, be it tutoring in their schools, be it clothing, you know, be it food, whatever it is, we just want to be able to, to find those, those specific needs and come alongside the administrators in those places and the leaders in the community 
to, to meet those things, you know, and, and just to be that extension of Christ. We're just really excited to partner with you guys, um, to partner with the church, and to really make those things happen, you know, and to really make that difference in the community around that area. Amen. So we're excited to have Tyler and Lydia. Uh, they bought a house. That, that's a video that you just saw right there in the neighborhood uh, where, where the Milwaukee Life Center campus is. And, uh, and so they are locked and loaded. Uh, and uh, actually, Tyler was a, a student in our youth group. Tammy and I, we were youth pastors in Oklahoma. So we've known him since he was 13. Uh, same height at 13 as he is now, like six foot 10 or whatever he is. And uh, so, so just, uh, but uh, great, 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 great uh, couple and a baby on the way that's going to be here this spring. And so we believe in church growth at Life Church. Amen. And so anyhow, so that's all good stuff. So that's what's happening. Uh, uh, just some projects. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about campus improvement real quick. What's happening in the campuses? Because we know that a lot of life church, life change happens at campuses. And so um, in 2020, we're going to be making some significant investments into campuses. So at Appleton, uh, we're going to go from portable to permanent. So we've already, we've been walking through the whole process of, 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 of looking and working. And matter of fact, this past week, I was just uh, in Appleton and, uh, and there for a greater dinner. So for the, for people that have been a part of this greater journey uh, to kind of communicate more and more and more of those details. But um, uh, just excited because it looks like that we have landed on a place uh, that if nothing's done until it's done, until you sign the paperwork and you get the keys, but it looks like this is going to be the spot uh, that's going to do exactly what we want it to do, give us exactly what we want, and again, go from, from portable to permanent, which is awesome because the leadership there with Dan and Kristen uh, Taylor is just, God's doing great things, and it's just moving in a right direction and a great direction, and so we're uber excited about that. Uh, Milwaukee, I talked to you a little bit about the, the, the uh, renovations and the things that are happening at Life Center, and I'm very excited about that. I just want to say one thing about that. One of the things that we want to do is that we know that every one of these locations are different contextually, but we want the value of excellence, not extravagance, but excellence in every one of our buildings. And so when you go to the Life Center building, you're going to be proud that that's your church. That facility from the chairs to the carpet to the audio video to the bathrooms to everything. There's nothing that's going to be substandard. If it wouldn't work in one campus, it won't work in another campus, if that makes any sense. So there's a level and a value that we have because we, again, we feel like that we're, we're an example of Christ. And so we, we want that. So super excited what's happening there. Brookfield at the Brookfield campus. Um, we're going through right now with the system at, with some upgrades that are going to be happening throughout that. There's going to be a, a two-phase uh, piece there. One of the big things is as we go along at the Brookfield campus is that we eventually are going to be able to have a, a very nice large hub uh, that will kind of expand all of that space. Uh, and so that will be a, a gathering space that we have. Uh, and, and then where the building itself will be much easier to navigate uh, to where, where kid space is, adult space is. Again, we're housing all of our life leadership college there. So that's all going to be renovated at a very high level uh, uh, for that as well. And something else I'm really super excited about, there's a full gymnasium that's there with a, with, with, with a full commercial kitchen. 
gym. So what we want to do, and with lockers and showers and everything, so what we want to do is uh, this year they'll be getting a, the, that gym will get an entire upgrade. So new floors, new backboards, new everything uh, in that area. And it's not for us, oh, great, we got a church gym. No, we, want, we know gym space in the suburbs is a premium. And so what we want to do is we want to have groups like schools and so forth and so on come out be a part, upward sports, upward, uh, upward programs, especially in the winter times, come out. We want to make that building uh, and that facility uh, what it needs to be. Because that, that's what a facility is. A facility just facilitates. That's all it does. It's just a building. God doesn't rest there. He doesn't reside there. So we want to steward it. We want to make it last. But, but the reality is it facilitates what God's doing. So I'm super excited about that. Germantown, uh, basically what we're doing there is, is we, because of the growth of the staff, the growth of multi-site and everything else that's happening, we are just literally going to have to do some, some uh, equipment upgrades and some, and some offices uh, expansion there. So again, Greater's not going to pay for all that we're going to do at the campuses and all the improvements, but it's going to seed around $400,000 towards all four of these to kind of continue these projects and move these things ahead. And, and again, I go back to why do you invest in buildings or facilities? Because they facilitate what God's doing. And, and that, that's, the, that's, that's just the, 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 the truth of the matter is we know at Brookfield, Brookfield has a population density that's five times greater than the Germantown campus. So we know that, again, if you're going to go fishing, go where, you want to go where the fish are. And so we know that we have fish in Germantown, but we have even more fish in Brookfield. So there's opportunities to fill that room, not once, but twice, but three or four or five or six times on a weekend. And, and you go, that's crazy. Just stand in line, get a Diet Coke and a bag of Funyuns and watch it happen. It's, it's happening, and this is what God's doing, and it's super, super, super great. Speaking of Brookfield, I, I just, um, we launched that campus about nine months ago, 10 months ago, and so right now they're averaging a little bit over 250 people in a weekend uh, with big weekends around 400. Uh, so it's really cool to see what God is doing there just in less than a year's period of time. And, uh, and I just want to remind you of why we do campuses. People have asked me before and they've said, hey, you know, is it like how many campuses and how many services and how much is enough? If, if we did it the way I do it, would want to do it, I would always do one service, one time a week. It would begin with a continental breakfast, <laughs> amen, service, and then end with a buffet. That's exactly what would happen every week. That's what heaven will be like for me. But the reality is, is that until Jesus comes back, until everybody in southeastern Wisconsin comes to faith in Jesus Christ, we're going to do anything short of sin to win people for Christ. And so if God gives us an open door of opportunity with a building or facility or an opportunity to be able to do something, we're going to do it. And, and let me help you this. Sometimes people go, man, you just have such confidence. Can I just tell you there are times that my mouth writes checks that when I walk off the platform, I go, oh, God, I hope you're in that. I really do. But I do believe that we... We speak with our mouth, and as we began to declare God's word, and we began to speak things that are not as though they are, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Speaking things that are not as though they are, not crazy, but according to God's will, God begins to perform and do his will. And so it's just been amazing to see what's happened. And so I just want to remind you why we do campuses, why we do services, why we're talking about this today. It's about people. It's not about buildings. It's not about steeples and stained glass. It's not about square footage. 
It's not about budgets. It's not about money. It's about people. When we get to heaven, we will be able to do in heaven every single thing we're doing here. But one thing, and that is see someone who's lost without God, hopeless and helpless, find the redemptive, grace-filled love of Jesus and have life that's redeemed. And when we get to heaven, the Bible says that we'll hear all the angel choruses and we'll hear all the angels' songs and they'll be singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The entire earth is full of his glory. And we'll see these creatures and we'll see this. And, and, and I've heard people say, man, I can't imagine what the, what, the, what the choir in heaven will sound like. And I can't imagine what the angels will sound like, what the music will sound like. But the Bible says, John the Revelator says in the book of Revelations, that, that, that there will come a time when the angels will cease singing and they will become silent. And there will be a chorus that will erupt from you and I who were dead and lost in our sins and our transgressions. But for, the, but for the grace of God, we were saved through faith by grace. And the Bible says we'll sing a song that the angels cannot sing. It's called the song of the redeemed. And here's what I'm saying to you. This is why we do this. This is why we go. This is why we give. This is why we take a weekend to talk about this. This is not about money. I will have somebody say something, some email, whatever. Email me at rcoggins at gmail.com. Okay? That's my email address, rcoggins at gmail.com. Because he's talking about money. He's, no, 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 no. It's about people. It's about people. And you're going to invest your money and your time and your talent somewhere. Why not invest it in a life that's changed? That's exactly what's happening. I want you to check this video out. So my story, I guess, began in 2019. I'd never really been a church member before. I began 2019, though. I started to be interested in searching out a church. I had heard about Life Church in Germantown through friends and family that had attended the Mason Crosby and the George Kuntz guest appearances. And I'm a big football fan. It got my attention. And then when I was motivated in March to search out a church, I ironically looked into Life Church and the Brookfield campus, and I do live in Brookfield, was opening up that very first Sunday. So I attended the church. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Went again, went the next week, went the next week, ended up taking life track course. Fortunately, was led by Pastor Ryan. I uh, enjoyed the course, had an immediate bond with Pastor Ryan, which motivated me to come back again to church and feel really like I could be part of this congregation. Uh, ended up joining a life group, which was phenomenal for me because I wanted to learn the Bible, learn the word better. So I then decided to become a volunteer with the greeting group the group of people there really love the church. They want everybody to feel at home. No matter what you look like, no matter what you wear, you're welcomed at our church and we want them to feel welcome and make this their home. From the time I started coming to church and I went to Life Tracks with Pastor Ryan, I had one home when I started. That was my family home. At the end of 2019, I have three homes. I have a family home, I have a church home, and I have a heavenly home. The whole experience 
that I've had in 2019 has been life-changing, no doubt about it. And I love Jesus and I just can't tell you how much I love Life Church. That happens because of you. And if that was your dad, or your grandpa, or your brother, or your son, or your uncle that you've been praying for, and that's him on that screen, you're thanking God every day and twice on Sunday for a church like you. So let me wrap all this up. In John's Gospel, chapter 4, there's a place where um, Jesus is, is, is encountering this woman at the well. And... Uh, he, uh, he basically has this conversation with her and brings salvation to her. And she's deep in sin, but he shows her grace and hope, just like what you saw with this video with Tom. Hope extended. And a few verses later, Jesus stops at the disciples and he connects the dots of what's happening in that moment and what's happening uh, with the woman at the well and what he was doing and how that translated to, to the world and to the time that he was living in. Verse 35 says this, Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? For I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields, for they are ripe for harvest. Jesus was communicating to the disciples, hey, you just saw this woman who had no hope receive hope and grace in a way that blew your circuits. And you're still waiting for something else to happen. But Jesus said, but I'm telling you, the reality is, is that that opportunity is here right now. If you'll just open your eyes and see, if you'll open your ears and hear, you'll, you'll hear the cries of the lost, you'll, you'll see the needs. And if you'll just step in with grace and with love, I'll do the redemptive work. It's not sometime out there. It's not sometime later on. It's not at a different place or time, but it's now. And that's what I believe. I believe that we are at an opportunity where the fields are white unto harvest. I believe that God is, is blessing your faithfulness, your generosity, your uh, persistence and tenacity we, we didn't just show up yesterday. We, we've been doing this for a while as a church. And, 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 and that, that if we will just open our eyes and see and open our hearts and open our hands, that God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could think or ask. Because we at Life Church are committed that short of sin, we will do everything we can to share the hope and love of Jesus Christ around the corner, around the world. It's not just about people that are in sub-Saharan Africa, or it's not just about your neighborhood, or it's not just about the city, or it's not just about another city in the United States. It's all the above. It's not an either or, it's an it's a all the above. Go into all the world, not just part of the world, not just some of the world, not just the comfortable parts of the world, not just the parts of the world that you know, but into all the world. And I believe I believe that there is a harvest that God is giving us if we'll be faithful. What does that look like? We keep doing what we're doing. And that's why we do what we do. 
Because we believe that the fields are white to harvest. We believe the opportunities are here. That's why we give to greater. Because every cent that's given is invested into reaping a harvest. So what can I do? I'm so glad you asked. If you grab this card, just like this, even if you're online, it'll be right there on the side of the screen. You'll be able to pull this up, but it's just this greater card that's in that, in that book. I promise it won't bite you. You can just pull it out. There's three things here, three opportunities here that I'm gonna ask you to prayerfully consider. One is commit to pray. And you may go, well, yeah, yeah, I get you. No, 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 no. I believe every battle is won and lost in prayer. And I think there are spiritual issues that are going on and spiritual things that are happening. And that's the reason why things take time some at, at, at points. And so I, I, I'm just going to ask you to pray. I'm going to ask you to, to pray for the campuses that God will continue to bless. That God will continue. I'm going to ask you to pray for the finances that God will continue to bless and continue to open doors of opportunity. We've got opportunities for corporate dollars that are non-government funds. So they're not restricted in the same way that government funds are. Uh, just at the, at the Life Center, Life Church, Milwaukee campus alone. Just begin to pray. God, let us see more people come to faith in you. God, let us reach more people in our city. God, let us reach more people around the world. God, give, give, give pastor wisdom and how to stretch these dollars and what to do. God, give, give us, bring, bring people. Can I just help you? I've been doing this for a long time. Heaven has never shown up with a check to pay for anything. The, the archangel Gabriel has never come in and said, hey, pastor, I've got a check for you. I know it was a little short this week, but here it is. No, what is, how does that happen? How does missions get paid for? How, how, how does ministry get paid for? It, what it is is God blesses you and he blesses me and we're faithful and, and, and we give. And then God continues to bless because he'll get it to us if he can just get it through us. God's not trying to rob you or me. He's trying to say, how much do you trust me just to do so? Just begin to pray. Secondly is go. Commit to go. There are six different opportunities here for mission trips alone. If one of those looks interesting to you, just check the box. Here's the deal. And I'm, let me say this. Checking the box, uh, again, doesn't obligate you. What, what it does is we're going to follow up with you with giving you information and, and letting you know what's, what, what's happening. And so Poland, Budapest, Vietnam, um, uh, New York, uh, LA Dream Center. Uh, these, again, you know, these are great opportunities for ministry. And so again, if you're interested to go, if, if for some reason you go, man, I can't go, but I would love to send someone, then just create a little box right there below the Vietnam line and just say, I'll send someone, let me know what I can do. And, and we'll, cause there's, again, Tyler Herring, who is the director of the Life Center was a 13-year-old kid that Tammy and I took on an inner-city mission trip. And he will tell you to this day, there were God moments that I had nothing to do with. I just facilitated it that helped that young man formulate the call of God that's on his life that's living out today. Because this stuff isn't just taught, it's caught. Something happens in you when an infinite God flows through you to touch somebody else. Purpose is created. Go. And the last thing is to give is to give. And, and, and um, so, so again, there's, there's multiple ways, weekly, monthly, yearly, annually you can do. And, and this commitment to give, let me explain this to you real quick. This is a faith promise. You're not gonna get a, hey, you owe me letter. <laughs> I don't do that at all. This is, as God blesses me, I will. That's what that means. And so, but here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. What did you do last year? So maybe consider, could I do more? And I'm not talking about a lot more. I'm not talking about doubling or I'm just saying like, maybe I'm gonna increase that by a percent. 
going to increase it by half a percent. I'm going to increase it by whatever. I'm going to just increase that giving. Maybe you've never done anything. And you go, well, why is it important? Because it helps me to be able to allocate funds and know. Because again, many times we are writing and we are giving money, knowing that if the money, because here's what I know about you. I've been doing this long enough here. I know this, that when there's a commitment, I know that we're going to meet and it or exceed that amount. So I know that, that, that if somebody calls me with a need, we can immediately, and again, I get calls all the time, so don't send anybody else to me. But, but there are times I know, hey, this is what's important. We need to, and so we kind of go in that direction. I know where, 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 where the funds are here. What I would like is this. Here's my goal on every campus at every place is that we have 100% participation if you're a regular life church attender. I don't care how much it is. I don't care if it's the widow's might and you give $1 this year that everybody does something. Because I think everybody can do something. And so, again, uh, it, may be, it, it, it may be that you do a dollar a day. Maybe do you do a dollar a week. It may be 100 bucks. It may be 50 bucks. It may be 10. I, I don't know. And I, and I don't know what you give. I know the overall, I can tell you we gave a million, $45,000 last year. But I cannot tell you who gave what, what, when, or how. I can't tell you this. I asked Ryan and just said, do we have some, like, some major fat cat donation? And he was like, no, it's just the people giving over and over and over and over and over. So I'm going to ask you to, to simply just take that card and fill that out. In just a minute, uh, we're going to, we're, I'm going to pray a prayer and then we're going to pass the buckets in just a second for the weekend tithe and offering. And then you're going to take that card along with your, your tithe and your offering and just put it in the bucket. Uh, again, if you're a guest today, I don't ask you to give anything, do, or do anything monetarily, just be our guest. But if you're a regular life church attender, you can begin to prepare yourself for that. At every campus, the campus pastors will begin to come back at, at the end of my prayer. But I'm just asking you, we, this is the year we can all do something, be a part of something. See, so because here's what happens. There'll be more Toms. There'll be more campuses. And you want to be able to say, and I gave, and my giving went to see that man's life right with God. You may never meet Tom this side of eternity. You may. You may, be, you, you may be sitting next to him at the Brookfield campus. But I can just tell you, he represents about 500 people that we know of last year that gave their life to Christ at a life church service at one of the four campuses. Story after story after story after story after story after story. Let's pray. Father, just thank you today for your people. Lord, Paul says this, I thank God upon every remembrance of you. This is how I view this church. It's not my church, it's your church. But what a marvelous church it is. Incredible people that love you, that love one another. They are so kind and so compassionate. And I know there are people that wish they could do more, but I pray, Lord, your word says that the yoke is easy and the burden is light. And so it's not about us to be weighted on, but, but literally do what we can do. Sit simply, what can I do? What do I have the ability to do? What are you asking me to do? 
That's all we that's all we can do. We can do what we can do with what we have with where we are. And I just pray, God, that as as they, Lord, give, God, as they just do what you ask them to do, I just pray, God, that you'd open up the windows of heaven and supply. Open up the windows of heaven and bless. Open up the windows of heaven and just, Lord, get it not just to them, but through them. I pray, God, that you would bless them as they pray as they go on trips, as they send their kids and their grandkids and their nieces and nephews on trips. God, I pray, Lord, and as they make a faith promise that this year, as you enable them, they plan to do X, Y, Z, whatever that amount is, that's between you and them. I pray, God, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts, speak to our hearts, and let us just do what you're asking us to do. But I thank you for this church. I thank you for the 1.3 million dollars that's going to come in I believe this year in 2020 and not because of a number or an amount but because of lives that will be changed because we look around and we see that the fields are white unto harvest and the laborers are few so we say Lord we'll go send us we'll send Use us, we'll give, take us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.